but there, there is it's kind of like say good stuff write good stuff and do good stuff so the people who are really standing out they're creating and they're writing and they're doing all of the podcasting all of those things but they're also doing good stuff in the real world I know that's a, that's a tall order isn't it just to say good stuff you've got to do it demonstrate it as well you know if you really want to stand out Welcome to Reputation Revolution. This is the podcast where we help individuals like you to establish your voice in the marketplace, enhance the credibility of that voice, extend the reach of your story and your message, and finally, extract value from your efforts in building a meaningful personal brand that's both recognized and respected. Now, on with the show. Alrighty, welcome back to the Reputation Revolution. My name's Trevor. Great to have your company here today. Today we're going to talk all about unlocking and shaping and communicating the ideas that matter. These are big conversations, and I'm I'm uh, joined by Sonia Nissen from the School of Valuable Content. She comes from Bristol in the UK, and I'll get her to tell us tell us a little bit about herself. But we're going to have a philosophical conversation about writing, uh, vulnerability, deep content, uh, and all the things that that matter uh, when it comes to creating content. G'day, Sonia. G'day, Trevor. It's lovely to see you and hear you. Um, yeah, excited to be here. And uh, it's uh, English summer there, and I think you were saying it was about 35 degrees, so that's on the warm it side. It is in Bristol today. It's scorching for us. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> scorching. Oh, it's reasonably <laughs> hot anyway. It's even, even in Australia, that's reasonably hot. So, alrighty, we're going to get, uh, as I mentioned, philosophical today, um, talking about a lot of things. It will all come under sort of, you know, packaging our our, uh, our ideas and understanding what matters and thinking deeper and writing, you know, deep content we're going to go into uh, because these are all elements and I think we'll join a, a few dots and maybe there's a couple of writing tips along the way. But before we get into it, a bit of context, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself um, and the, the School of Valuable Content. Sure. No, I'm, yeah, Sonia. Um, I, I'm fascinated by... By the power of ideas, really, Trevor. So, you know, I noticed way back when I was in sales in my early, early career um, that an idea connected when a sales message didn't. So people are, people gravitate towards ideas um, in a way that they don't gravitate towards a sales pitch. And, and I took that idea into an approach which I've called valuable content marketing. It's a way of um, communicating your ideas, as you know, you know, through the content that you share, or you create and share for the audience that you know and love. And um, and I'm still fascinated by that today. You know, I've I've been in this industry for 25 years probably before it was really called content <laughs> um, yeah so, yeah and I now um, I work as an independent uh, content strategist you know helping people to shape and communicate their ideas and I also run the school of valuable content with my long-term collaborator and friend Sharon Tanton um, we wrote the book valuable content marketing we ran valuable content together for a, what, a long while and now we run the school of valuable content together and have our own independent consulting and writing practices so yeah, I hope that's that makes sense as an introduction. Yeah, that's all me. the things. That's that's the wonderful yeah. thing today when you've got that expertise and uh, a lot of listeners are probably in the same boat in as much as, 
you can do that now, can't you? You have collaborations, you have books, yeah. you have online courses and online education and schools, and uh, but can do strategy and uh, whether it's meeting someone around the corner or someone around the world and still do the job yeah. for them. So living, living the and, and and I did notice from your Instagram the other day you've been uh, riding, doing some ma- marathon riding sessions on the on your bike. Do you want to quickly? <laughs> dig into that uh this this is also part of the lifestyle where you can run that business whether you're on whether you're in your office or on a bike (laughs) yeah yeah well i've got rid of my car a few years ago and um so i've been cycling quite a lot but and i've always wanted i'm a you know i love an adventure and uh, there was a train strike here in the uk and i had to get down to see my dad on the south coast and i couldn't get my train and the bus was going to take hours i thought oh i wonder if i could cycle (laughs) It took me a couple of days, stopped off with my cousins on the way, and I just had the best adventure uh, just by myself. Beautiful. This country is so beautiful, we forget sometimes, you know, quiet roads, yeah. off-road paths, um, through the forest, the new forest. Oh, it was just stunning. So, yeah, I loved it. And I got there, which is amazing. Terrific. Yeah. <laughs> and always good to clear the mind as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So let's rip into uh, the deep content, but let's start, as I said, from the, uh, the, the outset, we're talking about unlocking, shaping and communicating ideas that matter. What does that mean to you? I mean, that's what you do do. Um, what, why is that important? I know that, you know, you just mentioned that um, ideas are str- more stronger than, you know, pitching uh, and marketing copy, mm. but what does that look like to you and and what's the process like to do that with people because you know we're talking about uh, people who are experts and thought leaders and running their own businesses and and they need to cut through the noise and and often it's the, yeah. your idea that are the key differentiator but that's that's a problem if you can't artic- package them and articulate them yeah or know you know know exactly what they are and i think that's really interesting so yeah, great question. I'm excited to talk about this. But um, I think what I've noticed over the years, and this um, this goes right back to my early sort of sales experience, uh, as I said, is that, you know, an, an idea connects. And I'll tell you where that came from to start off, and then I'll go through the process. But um, I was working for this amazing consultancy, sort of small consultancy company, and we had um, a guy called Tony Collins who ran the business, and he was brilliant on stage, you know, and he'd, he was looking then at the future of um, customer contact, you know, um, customer relationship management. Yep. And when he talked about his ideas on stage, people gravitated towards him. And, you know, you could see that happening. He knew exactly what the business stood for. He knew what he wanted to say. And, and it was so seductive to an audience. You know, we got leads in droves. So that was the beginning of it. And ever since then, I've tried to help people get as clear as Tony, really, on in terms of what they stood for. And this this dovetails into brand doesn't it you know and it dovetails into your business strategy your purpose you know why you exist who you exist for what you do and I think you know this is what's so interesting to me about the whole content marketing process is for it to be successful you have to be so clear who you are you know what you stand for who you're for and what you do so it goes right back to business strategy and you know to do that you need to you know really unpick everything you know um uh, to to get that point of clarity for the content marketing to actually work. So that the process that I, I've discovered over the years, you know, through trial and error and many projects, um, starts with 
the person I'm trying to help? You know, what matters to them? You know, why do they do what they do? I know you've all this why stuff's been around for a long time, but it's so important, mm-hmm. you know, and who do they do it for? Who do they really want to serve? You know, and what is it that they're trying to do? And that sounds like easy questions, but as you know, running your own business, you know, that's one of the hardest things, but you don't stop there. You know, you can find some answers there, but the way you get clear, I find, is by holding a bit of a mirror up to a company or to an individual. And that's through customer research and feedback. And feedback is the most powerful thing because often us, you know, as business owners, we're we're mired in all our stuff. We can't see things clearly, but actually we are communicating a story to the outside world. And often if you ask the people around you, you know, your clients, the clue you love you, your business partners in some way, um, and ask them how they see you, then you'll get a much better reflection to help you make those decisions on, you know, what the big idea is, why you're there, who you're for. And it's a combination of, you know, some real introspection, um, but also some external feedback that helps you get clear on, you know, that purpose and the idea behind everything that you do. Mm. And it's 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 the most powerful thing. So it's a, it's a combo, I guess, yeah. you know, and yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I love it's so important and the words right I'm going on now but you know the words people use when they're describing and I ask things like you know I ask people in the the interviews my, my, a lot of my job is interviewing you know individuals or you know their, their stakeholders their their outside audience and the kind of things that I ask them is you know um about their world and then uh, uh, you know how did you meet this person why did you why did you connect with them what is it that you wanted them to do for you and then some really interesting questions and powerful ones like you know, why does the world need Trevor Young? It's a big question, oh, that, you know, and that digs for value, you know, and it's um, yeah. and your purpose and everything else that comes around. And people are will come up with the most incredible things, much clearer than you'd ever be able to describe it yourself. Yeah. You know, it's um, yeah, yeah and it's, it works for businesses as well. You know, bigger businesses. So I'm working for a big drug and alcohol um, support service here in the UK at the moment. Um, and again, you know, they've been going for not since 1967, I think. So, you know, that sort of purpose and yeah. you know audience and all yeah. of those sort of strategic questions becomes muddied but through the feedback and through spending time with their internal teams you can get clear um yeah. and it's yeah and yeah. you're you're right whether it's a big organization who tends to get lost versus someone who's a yeah. sole operator running a small business and uh or an agency mm. or you know they are the brand they are the business and the brand yeah um, then, yeah. you know, the really important things. And I guess the, the funny thing is, you know, sometimes it does veer into uh, what you'd probably call, you know, as you, you mentioned earlier, business strategy. But I've always found that whether yeah. it's from PR, communications, comms, social media, it doesn't matter to me because I blend them all in together eventually. But, yeah. you know, certainly at the pointy end of content, you, you're going to, it, it acts as a catalyst for your almost your business and your business strategy because yes. I haven't really thought about Absolutely. that over a period of time and and you know content is really just I guess the the public face or the manifestation of yes. of all of that yes. so um, it's funny when you do do those workshops and you'd you'd find out that people are saying oh I never thought of that so <laughs> makes yes, a difference yeah that's it and I think what what excites me about the content as well is that the business strategy you know for it to work. It's, it's like a bit of a Trojan horse for introducing real customer focus into a business. You know, for your content to connect to be valuable, it has to be valuable to your customers. So, you know, you, you're turning people's mindsets around in some ways. So like, you know, 
this is for them. You know, yes, it's coming from you, but it's it's a customer focused act. Yeah. And that can start with your content and then ripple through the business in terms of the way services are created, you know, where how the business is structured even. I know I'm pushing it, Liz, but it's it's a bit, you know, it's a catalyst for, for customer focus. Yeah. I think really powerful. One. Now, this is where it gets interesting too, because I mean, we and I've been debating for the last couple of episodes, being sort of expert versus thought leader, and we're talking about, you know, I talk about utility content, which is useful and helpful, and very much mm, about yeah. those customer pain points and needs and challenges and everything. Whereas thought leaders often that's not as much top of mind. You still got to be relevant, of course. But my theory has yeah. always been, well, people don't know what they don't know. And sometimes, you know, a, a true thought leader will go there and join dots and blow people away. And that's that's more the ideas part, isn't it? So sometimes there's yes, that little bit of uh, tension between the two because some of the best content creators are pushing boundaries and um, and whether it's, you know, provoking thought even. But But when you're putting out ideas, you've got to be prepared to wear that, don't you? Yes, you do. You do. And I, I think, you know, the content creators, you know, their thought leaders that I really, really respect do have a combination of both. You know, they they have that yeah. big idea and then they tell you how to implement it. And that's the how stuff, isn't it? You yeah. know, so it's I want both, you know, I, I want both. Yeah. And I mean, I guess you get writers and authors who, you know, they make their money out of just thought provocations and then you get the experts who just make the their money out of teaching someone how to do it or they know how to do it and then they go off and do it and yeah. then that I'm finding yeah. there's now people who are starting to straddle both and I think that there's a little bit of a balance there but I think that's the most powerful yeah. position to be because uh, as I said on the podcast last week that expertise is becoming commodified and and there's a lot of experts and to differentiate yourself is quite hard and sometimes the best way is is through your personal brand and how you create content and sure it might be your personality but it will be your ideas and how you put those out into the world now you you're a more of a a writer i mean content will come out in audio, video, whatever, but you tend to focus more on words. Is that that'd be true? I, I love the written words. I really do. And I think, you know, we're all different, aren't we? And I I appreciate, you know, I, I soak up my own ideas through the written words. I know it shouldn't be, you know, just that, but I feel comfortable in that way and I, I just love words. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's my no that's my happy space. I'm not saying I'm not enjoying talking to you. This is lovely and you're a very good interviewer, but um, <laughs> words words I find, yeah, yeah. Words. So yeah. so we'll probably have a a, a, a skew yeah. towards writing today. Uh, for this episode, but uh, the the thinking applies more broadly. Mm. Uh, but let's put our our writing hat yeah. on, which is good because that's my background as well. So we're on uh, good territory here. So let's. You wrote a, a, an article some time back, and it it's really stuck with me. The power of an idea around deep content, yeah. um, and you know, I guess we live in a world now where. Everyone wants just to bang out content to fill their pipeline or a quota and just get it out there because I'm told I have to get out there without any thought about, you know, the depth of that content. And and um, I, I guess, too, if you're going to be a bona fide thought leader and aspire to that, that uh, type of role, uh, then you've got thoughts and thoughts take depth and they take percolation and thinking and, and sometimes... Yeah. You know, we, we hear, oh, it's got to be quick, it's got to be niche, it's got to be all of that, um, and, and we get into that zone where there is, it's true, snackable content's great, 
But the stuff that gets shared, mm-hmm. noticed, Google loves is actually long form content. But let's, but you know, deep content is not necessarily long form. I don't want to confuse those two either. Uh, probably is. It probably is, but it's the depth of thinking you're talking about. So why don't you? Yeah, yeah. Let us in on the whole notion of deep content, and then we can go. Excuse the pun, a little bit deeper. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think there's maybe a useful um, metaphor that we can nick from the world of economics to sort of describe the power of this and the need for it. And um, I found this some years, quite a lot of years back, through a guy called Robin Sloan. But he talks about the need for stock and flow content. Mm-hmm. So stock and flow, as in um, you know, the world of economics, you know, flow content is the more you know the the more ephemeral stuff. It's the blogs that we create, you know, the newsletters we're producing, the social media feed uh, tweets, you know, or um, posts that we're putting out on a regular basis, um, which is all good, and we need that to keep the conversation going. But we also need to balance that with the stock yeah. stuff. That's the heavyweight stuff, you know, thing thing that sticks around the books, you know, the guides. But it doesn't need to just be written. It could be, you know, like we when we were, Sharon and I were running valuable content, our most valuable piece absolutely was the book that we wrote. You know, that was the thing that got us furthest. Alongside that, we had this map, you know, the land of content, it was called. And, it literally um, is and, a map. You know, it literally the, is a map. It literally is the most beautifully designed map. It took so much thought, you know, and I think that's the depth of thought that it takes to create deep content. Um, but it was a way of explaining the, the content marketing journey that people went on where they came from, where they tripped up, you know, the path to Nirvana, if you like, and where they could get to. Um, and it was those two things that were the most powerful things that we created. That's what I'm talking about with deep content. Yeah. You know, it's um, yeah, something which stops people in their tracks, which you can use over and over again um, to explain and help and, yeah, give value to the world. And I, I think if we're true thought leaders, but, you know, um, we need both, you know, and a lot of my work with businesses, once we've got those ideas straight, is to say, right, what do we do with this? You know, get people comfortable with the flow stuff, you know, getting them creating and regularly and getting the word out, but then to step back and think, right, what do we do with this? You know, how can we really, really help? You know, I believe marketing is an act of service, you know, what else can we create that's going to help our audience uh, even more? You know, how can we package that up? How can we, how can we, you know, create something awesome that's really going to change yeah. the world um, to any, you know, in our space. Yeah, yeah, I, I love that. And let's just back the truck up a bit because, yes, it was a map. <laughs> you know, that is content. Yeah. You know, people, yeah. Content yeah. is an article, blog article or whatever. Yeah, sure, of course. But we can think more expansively and creatively around what content is. I like talking about, I've always Absolutely. talked about premium signature content, which is stuff that is has value that, you know, people would either purchase or give you an email, um, an email address yeah, yeah. as a fair value exchange for that. And, and what you've just described both, you know, you sell your book and, I don't know whether you mm. how you give the map away or whether that's part of the book, but um, I've I've seen it. Um, I don't know where I've seen it, but I've seen it. I know about it. I know about it. I think yeah. we, we did. A, we we both were in uh, doing some training with Mark Masters. You are the media um, month that's of right. learning. We were both on that curriculum, so I think I yeah. spied it there first. But um, you know the map. Yeah. You wouldn't call the map long form content because you can look at it it's on one page and right. you know all of that, but. As you said, it takes time, not just in the production, but it's IP. Like it's it, you've literally yeah. taking people from go to woe, connected dots, um, and that's a really powerful thing to 
simplify a lot of complex stuff and you can't that that's deep thinking over a period of time to come up with that I, i'm i'm sure that it took a few a few wines yeah. with darren to sort of get that one going <laughs> <laughs> it did and a lot of laughing you know just uh, trying to work this out and i've got some clients at the moment and um they're a ux firm they're absolutely brilliant they're called deck chair here in bristol ollie and becky run the business and they're creating a pack of cards for their yeah, clients nice. you know with them to describe um or to help them think through the way they run, run discovery workshops. And it's so cool, you know, and so it doesn't need to be written, you know, and the thought behind that, I mean, the experience and the depth of, you know, knowledge they've got to be able to simplify it to that extent and gamify it, yeah. you know, through this card game that they're creating. It's just, yeah, but it's so helpful, you know, it's, yeah. So yeah. let's let's uh, unpack that a little bit more then. Um, why, why go deep then so we've said well this is what deep content is you know it's obviously there's depth of thought there it's however that's manifested in the content that's created um you 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 talked about in that article look at it shows your commitment and you're going above and beyond it it leads to those things i guess that's a bit like a book too you know the shorthand we need cognitive shortcuts don't we they've written a book they must be an expert so i guess there's that part of it from a positioning point of view but if people are really interested in doing business with you, they will check you out. They will go in depth. They will, you know, and and if you've given them, you know, reason to get more engaged, that's that's got to be a good thing. And you're filtering out the people who are the dead wood who you don't want to deal with really, aren't you? Yes, yeah, yeah. And there's so many answers to that question. So why, you know, why deep content? Again, a bit like my first answer, I think it's sort of internal and external. So, you know, you've described the external reasons, you know, it positions you, you know, there is huge credibility still in creating something like a book, you know, and, um, and yeah, it, it goes so much further than you. I and mean, I'm still surprised, I'm sure you're the same, Trevor, but how far a book flies, you know, without you. Um, yeah, we, Sharon and I got pulled to all sorts of places, you know, Chicago, Lanzarote, you know, it, you just don't know where it's going to, you know, where these ideas are going to take you, you know, and then, <laughs> you know, pull great opportunities towards yeah, you. Yeah. So it's an amazing thing. But I think there's an internal thing as well. I think, you know, as thought leaders and experts, through creating this stuff, you know, through creating a book, we're, we're packaging and... Um, our methodology basically we have to think so hard to be able to create this stuff that it makes us better at what we do you know so we're having to think about our process you know and the reasons behind it and the psychology behind it and the way it works and through creating through that process of creation we become better at what we do you know so you can't not you know the thought we put into it works for us too and then that has its own you know um benefits evidently doesn't it you know in our practice Absolutely. and it's um, i would it's it's okay to change it too i mean i've i've like yeah, self-created yeah. frameworks and methodologies and all of that sort of stuff and yeah. and then oh i could do yeah. that better and then you go back to the well and, oh, yeah. i'm gonna market it again but the whole idea is yeah, yeah. that that you know people who are putting exploring ideas in public putting out those methodologies and those frameworks mm-hmm. and often you know the old days that hold that to their chest and some of the old school yeah. i guess practitioners hold that stuff to their chest whereas others now give that away and because yeah. only you can really do it for them anyway but you can still teach them yeah. to do it and get so far um, but then clearly they have to pay to get deeper into your world 
but it, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. such a thing that it changes. But walk us through, do you think that most deep content will will end up in a framework or a methodology or is it more the exploration of an idea? Um, some people might connect dots, mm. others might take an idea really deep. What you know? What's the domain in that regard? Oh, that's a good question. I hadn't thought about that before. Um, I don't know if it matters necessarily. I don't. I think you know most of us as experts. You know, we're, as you said, we're joining. What what we can bring is that joining of dots for people, isn't it? And a lot of the time, you know, that comes. You know, we're creating a way through a change for people. You know, a from and a to a journey. You know, like the map. You know, and that necessarily is a methodology, a set of processes. Yeah. You know, there's an idea at the start of it, but yeah. it does go through. So, I think I think it's it. You know, again, the people I appreciate are doing both. Mm. You know, it's um, yeah, they're showing shining the light on a different way of thinking about things. Yes. But then I want to know how to help and again we're not doing ourselves out of business that way you know some people yeah. will take that and run with it yeah. this but you know it's a world of abundance you know other people will want that help yeah. a lot of people that's, you know that's they true. haven't got the experience we've got so um they'll they'll want they'll, they'll want to see more <laughs> yeah and i guess it comes also back to the i guess if you are not necessarily a thought leader, but just a subject matter expert who's got, who understands best practice can go deeper than most people. Um, got the experience, mm. the track record, and and is happy to go drill down and to share that. That's fine too. You just really it's deep. You're going deep into a topic that absolutely people can yeah. go, wow, and then they can say, "You can do it. Can you do it for me?" <laughs> that's, yeah, exactly, you know. exactly. I mean, and that's still that's still you know that's equally valid. It's no not more or less so. That's you know yeah. that's you're going to get you an awful long way. So it's yeah, yeah. And the good thing is, deep content requires deep thinking, and deep thinking is always going to be about ideas that push you further, evolve, differentiate, and and this is where it becomes so important. It's original thinking mm. which will differentiate you in the marketplace. And today the hardest thing yeah. to do is differentiate. There's two hard things. Differentiate yeah. yourself and then and then stand up, you know, stand out from people and stay relevant and uh, on yes. their radar um, over a period of time. Yes. And I guess if yeah. you've got these ideas and that can travel um, and you can keep yeah. drawing people into your world and your ecosystem, that that is your point of differentiation. But then if you can keep doing that and you keep fronting up, then people, you mm. become part of their world, which is, that's the next challenge. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And I think it has got harder, hasn't it, in a lot of ways, you know, um, to yeah. stand out. Um, oh. When I first went into this, you know, it, say 2008 I think I got on Twitter for example and started blogging it was such a new thing wasn't it you know um oh, yeah before right. that we were paying for the thought leadership articles through PR experts like you and you passed Trevor as well but um yeah it was it's so it's, it's constant differentiation and I think you know that the, the people I really respect now are, are not just writing and Sorry, that's my cat. I do apologise. She's really noisy. Um, Doing some deep um, meowing. It's a very deep meow. <laughs> um, but there, there is, it's kind of like say good stuff, write good stuff and do good stuff. Yeah. So the people who are really standing out, people like Mark Masters, who we both know and you mentioned yeah. earlier, yeah. you know, they're 
creating and they're writing and they're doing all of the podcasting, all of those things, but they're also doing good stuff in the real world. You know, his community down in Bournemouth here in the UK is, is phenomenal and what he does for them is incredible. So I think these days it's not enough. I know that's a, that's a tall order, isn't it? Just to say good stuff, you've got to do it, demonstrate it as well, you know, if you really want to stand out. Um, yeah, yeah, that's and, the hard But people coalesce around an ideas, philosophy, uh, way of doing things, um, principles, values, all that should come out in your content. Yeah. And if you want to, you know, I'm a believer yeah. that you kind of build, oh, I call it a village of support more so than a community. Community gets a bit harder for people. Um, the word's thrown around a fair bit. But that, you know, that, that, that thinking around yeah. building an audience, building an engaged audience, uh, hopefully turning people into subscribers. But that's they're the people who are predisposed mm. to your I guess your sales message, and if you're, they're never going to be right for you anyway, for whatever reason, um, which happens all the time, of course. Um, they don't have a need, yeah. but they like yeah. you, they trust you, they'll follow you, and they'll recommend you yes. and talk about you, share your stuff. So they're your allies, your champions, enthusiasts big, yeah. of what it is yeah. you do and stand for. And uh, I've, I've been using the phrase recently, nailing your colours to the mast, and um, and. You know, that is what is that one overarching yeah. philosophy, way of doing things, that thing that you'll metaphorically, I must add, uh, be willing to die in a ditch for. And yes, um, it's, yeah. you know, the more we can understand that, get that, and, and stand behind that, and that's mm. our Trojan horse out into the marketplace, then I love that. Then, and that's a hard thing to do. That's a hard thing to do. So now your yeah. colours to the mask, work out what you're what your flags in the ground are, which are the things you want to be known for in expertise, yeah, and and you kind of stick to it as much as you can. But that doesn't mean you can't go off and talk about other things. But it's that no. balance between uh, staying consistent on various topics, but also exploring other ways of doing things. And yeah, and yeah. if you get that balance right, I think that that's the power. That's the power. I think that's it. And I think if I'm going deep on this, and I'm just thinking about this when you're talking, but um, what it comes down to in real world terms is, is kind of care. You know, I think if, you, if you're creating this stuff consistently, um, if you're um, putting all that effort and work into into the content, you know, the deep content, it shows that you really, really, really care about what you do. You know, you love it and yeah. you're trying to help and you care. And I think it's it, that's what people gravitate towards more than anything if we get right down to it. Um, you know, I want to do business with people who really, really give a shit about what they do, if you excuse my phrase. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, yeah. and I, that is so compelling, you know, and you can't fake it. I think that's the thing people know, you know, if it's half-assed content, um, they'll know, you know, if it's just done as a tactic. But, you know, I feel, you know, when I read your stuff, Trevor, I know how much you love what you do. You know, I, I know you care, you know, and I know you want to really explore this to help other people. Therefore, I value, you know, your content and therefore I know you're an expert and a thought leader you know in your space does that make sense so it comes down to what people feel you know yeah. and they want people who care about their stuff deeply you know and if we're going to create deep content we have to because it's a hell of a job isn't it so yeah that's right and i love where this is going because i guess we're in an area where we're in a, a world we're in a world where it sounds like yeah. a soundtrack in a world where um you know People bang out stuff. Oh, we're going to do that. We'll tick that box. We'll get it done. Oh, I've yeah, been yeah. approached by people to do that. 
Um, I only work, I just deal with people now who have got a heart and they just really want to do it. And mm. and and it's it, it, the transformation in them once they embrace that and the, and you know that they're generous and they want to do it anyway and then yeah. you just help them do it. It's just amazing and, and how one thing will lead to another that will lead to another. But, you know, the, this whole growth hacking, let's just get this, you know, we all want results. We all, you know, sure we want followers and everything, but it's not mm. always about the metrics. It's not yeah. always about some of the best ideas might not fly, but that doesn't mean they're not worth pursuing and yes. keeping to put out there and, you know, um, trying to find, you know, people who are going to, uh, join the conversation in on on what it is that you're you're putting out there in the world. But the, I guess the other part of it, Sonia, is and what I love about your writing is that you, you you're very vulnerable in your writing. I I believe you care with your writing, and what you put out there. But vulnerability is you know probably the hardest thing to do in writing, uh, yeah. particularly in professional as professionals, mm-hmm. um, and putting those stories out there and showing a bit of vulnerability. I know that word, along with thought leadership, personal branding, everything else has been bastardised, authenticity. Mm. It's all been bastardised within an inch of its life. But mm. it, when if you peel away all of those layers and just say, you know, being a bit raw, being a bit real, only, only you can decide how much you want to put out there. Some people overshare, some people don't share enough. Mm. Um, mm. But finding out, putting a, that personality and putting a bit of your real self out there, that makes a massive difference on any content, whether it's deep or whether it's a simple tweet or a LinkedIn post. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, I, people do really struggle with this, you know, and um, and I think, you know, they struggle partly because they see, uh, I've heard, you know, post-COVID or through COVID, a lot of people are much more vulnerable, say on LinkedIn, that really changed, yeah. didn't it? You know, the conversation completely changed. Yeah. And... Um, People said, do you know, I have to do all of that, you know, to, to create content that connects? Do I have to give away everything? And, you know, a lot of the content was really good. Some of it went, it was not so much because it wasn't necessarily helpful, you know. And I think there's this balance, again, between, you know, what, yeah, you and your story and why you're saying that, you know, what is it for? You know, how how can other people, the reader, the audience, benefit yeah. from that? You know, and it's there's two things. And, again, my latest post was on um Oh, I've really talked about this a lot, so do excuse me again, but my first ever business book of it was called The Trusted Advisor by a guy called Charles H. Green and, and David Maester. It's absolutely brilliant. When I was in sales, you know, they, it was it's around trust, trustworthiness, and they have a trust yeah. equation where this vulnerability thing comes into play. And the equation, you know, to be trustworthy in other people's mind takes a combination of the hard stuff, you know, you'd expect, you know, your credibility, um, your reliability um but it also it's it's the the other part of the equation is around intimacy you know which is a weird word you know in the business realm and it smacks of vulnerability doesn't it intimacy is showing up as a human being you know dealing with people you know outside of the bit you know as we would outside the business realm as a human being and that's where the intimacy come in but so credit so trustworthiness is a combination of credibility reliability and intimacy divided by self-orientation so it can all be destroyed by being self-oriented you know so if that makes so yes you you can share your uh, you know innermost um stories if it's of value to other people <laughs> that's yeah. the you know not self-oriented but um 
other oriented, you know, um, of value to them. So it's it's that combination again, I think, you know, it's like, yeah. what is the purpose of me sharing this stuff? Why am I doing it? And what yeah. will it change for the reader? And it's always bearing those two in mind, which is makes it easier for me, I think, and when I'm helping other experts to feel that it's okay you know it's yeah. like why are you doing this not just because vulnerability sells it's because you know sharing your own stories you know we learn from other people's mistakes um you know fail successes all of those things yeah um that's the important thing again when i'm doing the interviews um for my clients you know with their customers and i also ask as well as trying to dig deep about where they you know how they position this person or this business and also ask about the type of content that would really wake them up and they always say stories of other businesses like me you know who've gone through a similar experiences I want the warts and all stories what worked what didn't work yeah. you know the whole the whole thing you know um that's the kind of content that they really appreciate and it comes up in virtually on every single interview that I do we want yeah, those intimate stories you know we want them yeah. we do and yeah. we've had enough of the we like the success stories we love hearing that we, we, you know, we get that. motivated by it yeah but you know, there has been that swing against, um, to, you know, that's fine, but that's a veneer and that's yeah, yeah, the program, our perfect self yeah. where, you know, where there's always a swing back the other way. I think that, you know, the two work well together. Uh, by self-orientation, yeah. you're thinking self, you're saying sort of self-centeredness. It's, yes, you, I am. You yeah, put exactly. it out there, but it's about you. It's not about yeah your audience there's no takeout for the audience is that what you mean exactly and i think that's why why the you know valu writing valuable content is such a brilliant challenge because yes it's about you and your ideas you know but it's for the audience <laughs> so you have right. to make it it's relevant a mentality, isn't it yeah yeah exactly so you know when, when um at the school you know we run a writing club and courses on how to how to create this stuff and we have a really simple template um our valuable content template and um that just asks some really simple questions of people and one of them is obviously you know what do you say what do you want to say what are the key messages you want to get across who is this for and why do they need it you know what how will they feel different at the end of it what will they do differently what they think differently what they feel differently and it's that balance we've got to get right as you know it's um yeah so it's the two sides of that coin it's got to be yeah a communication of our ideas for a purpose for somebody <laughs> what does it do for them yeah yeah and i guess that's where it's swung too far because it that vulnerability what to call it whatever that authentic self sort of thing it works on social media it certainly works on linkedin we've seen it and now you get people doing it why are they doing it though what's the takeout there might be some messaging there and some lessons yeah. learned and i think that's great because you can kind of pick that up, but sometimes it's it's a it's a platitude. People are doing it because they're yeah. chasing clicks. They'll get the comments, they'll get their numbers, and then that feeds I don't know their dopamine hit. I don't know, but <laughs> it's that's their one-off. Is it part of a body of work? And I've just yeah. had a whole thing today on a body of work and why it's important and it's the step-by-step -step and the consistency and showing up showing up consistently and delivering value is always better than just randomly coming in and out of the the picture you know with a shot of genius and you know it's there's no point just going in doing something vulnerable on LinkedIn getting all the hits and then disappearing for six months yeah. I mean, what's the point of that 
Absolutely. And I, I think, yeah, absolutely, Trevor, that's really interesting. And I, I think, you know, we've all, we've got to show up regularly. People have got to know what we're, what we're, you know, what we're all about. What is the question that we're answering for people? And I think, you know, for all of us, there's an overarching question, you know, which will, which will shapes our ideas. You know, what, what is it we're answering for the yeah. world? You know, it's, um, that's that's what we're trying to find for people isn't it and it can get very confusing when you run your own business because you've got lots of questions you answer to clients but what's the big <laughs> what's the <laughs> yeah what's the one you are going to answer for the world over and above anywhere else and it'll, it'll be very different even if you're you know yeah. your underlying you know uh, skill set is around pr you'll be answering a different question potentially for a yeah different niche absolutely audience. i guess yeah. so with that just going back on that let's call it the vulnerability side of things, the authenticity, Uh, rawness, I like, is the word I like. But so you've got a, so in your, the the school and and the templates you take people through and there's, you you walk them through a process and they've got to answer questions and everything. How do you then, I mean, that's, that's about the doing. Why is it, what are you trying to get out of it? What's your message? What's the Mm. takeout for the, for the audience, et cetera? How do you, and I don't know if you teach it, how do you encourage people to let their guard down a little bit, peel a layer or two off? Because only they, you know, only they know how much they're allowed, they want to do and what they're comfortable in doing. Um, What's your, have you got a sort of a strategy on how you approach that or um, you leave it up to people to work that out? It's a really good one. I mean, you can never force anybody to, you know, to uncover um, things which are very personal to them. And And I... You know, I'm a big believer in not being didactic about that, but we can show by example. So, you know, Sharon's very good at this as well. You know, both of us write um, yeah, and share experiences that have been joyful or not so much, you know, in our working lives and personal lives. And, and I think we can encourage, you know, by demonstrating more than anything else. So um, we have some writing exercises at the beginning of every um, content writing club session we do. And they're pure sort of creative writing exercises to get people in the flow of writing. Yeah. And a lot of those are quite vulnerable, you know, potentially they give people a jumping off point. Um yeah. Um, and that helps people to to just write, you know, without thinking of a business audience or, you know, how clever they need to be or around their expertise. They purely write from the heart. And I think that that practice, you know, it's, journal, it's yeah. journaling, basically, you know, which I, I do in my in my life all the time, you know, which helps us get used to to uncovering you know our real selves in our writing and takes away that sort of professional veneer that people can get very stuck with can't they that sort of yeah. need to write in a sort of almost academic fashion you know because it's oh, business I know. I know. you know and I think you... so it's just practice 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 it's, yeah. um yeah. You do find your voice, so by doing it doesn't yes, just come that's the and, only and way the people yeah. that I've coached and worked with they you know, they might start quite stilted, but the more they do, the better they get. It's the same with yes. going out and speaking. It's the same with video, live stream, podcasting, everything. The more you do, the better you get. The more yeah. you open up and get comfortable with it. Um, you know, I, I know people who, are, you know, when they first blogged and they horrified that the, at the, you know, at doing it, but what they're all going on social media, yeah. going on Twitter, for example, once they're on, it's, oh, it's, it's actually not bad. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. they get used to it and then you do more. And I think social media and Twitter in particular, um, but maybe, you know, Insta and, and eventually LinkedIn, they're great ways to just 
peel yeah. layers off a little bit at a time, get comfortable before you launch into anything that's too, I think that's too, really uh, too big and raw. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. And it has to be, you know, some people are naturally good at this, you know, or good at this, you know, you, you, they find yeah. it more comfortable. Others, it does really yeah. take some time. It's, you know, it's a hard thing to do potentially. But, um, yeah, so through that yeah. practice, through exercises like those, um, the jumping off points, the creative writing exercise, it just helps people. Um, Excellent. Excellent. Well, there's a lot there for people to unpack, I think. Um, thank you very much, Sonia. I've really enjoyed this. Okay. We're very philosophically aligned, so that's nice. Yeah. Um, and it's, um, you know, I just think, you know, it, it's things where it's a matter of doing, having an understanding, putting your heart into it, though. That's the that's the key. And, and, and finding ideas that matter and don't be afraid to chase those ideas and, and explore them publicly through your content. So, there's there's yeah. a lot to unpack and and don't be afraid to to go deep on topics and and you know it might take weeks and weeks and months and months to get out but I think it's always worth it and if it is a big piece you'll be able to talk about that for a very long time um, through social media and other ways so it's always a good thing to do. Um, where's the best place to people to find you? Can they jump on the uh, the the School of Valuable Content to have a look at what you're Absolutely. doing there. Absolutely, yeah. I'll, 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 we can share the uh, website for that, and you can find me at SonyaListen.co.uk as well. So, um, yeah, you too. Fantastic. Awesome, awesome. Thank you very much, Sonia. Much appreciated. Oh, it's been a pleasure, Trevor, and good luck to everybody out there. Um, yeah, just let those ideas free. <laughs> Indeed, set those ideas free. Thank you. The reputation economy is here. The world today needs more genuine, credible experts and leaders to stand up and share their experience, their wisdom, their stories and ideas. Are you in?